Hello, movie marathoners, and welcome to the Movie Marathoners Sundance 5K series, a series of short episodes centered on the films released at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. I'm your host, Mati, uh, and in this episode, I'm joined by Gabriela Burgos from Film Posers Podcast to review our hashtag J. Gabriela, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Very tired. <laughs> I feel like every single person I've had on has been tired, so it's the perfect energy to bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm how's your festival third, been going? I'm on my third cup of coffee today, so that should pretty much say what, how my day has been. <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep it brief so that you can get back to um, what I'm presuming is probably your, like, what, fifth movie of the day, maybe? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Something I like think that. Like fourth or fifth of wow. the day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll just get straight into it then. Um, and just as a reminder, every Sundance 5K series episode will be completely spoiler free. Today we're talking about our hashtag J. So first, a synopsis. A reimagining of Romeo and Juliet taking place through cell phones in a mashup of Shakespearean dialogue with current social media communication. Our hashtag J stars Cameron Angles and Francesca Noel. It's written by Carrie Williams, Ricky Castaneda, and Alex Sobolev. It's also directed by Carrie Williams. So um, I know this premiered yesterday. We're recording this on a Sunday. So I didn't actually catch it until earlier this morning. And I believe, Gabriella, you did as well. Yeah. So what are your overall thoughts on our hashtag J? I actually really, really liked it. Honestly, I mean, maybe that's just the Shakespeare nerd in me because I, I majored in English literature in college. So I'm a, I'm a Shakespeare fan. So I'm like instantly there. Every time that there's a new like Shakespearean film, no matter how they do it, I'm instantly drawn to it. So that may be like my nerdy side of Shakespeare, <laughs> like re really being into this film because it shouldn't work, but it does. Because I, I went into this film thinking this is probably going to be messy. Maybe it's going to be something really, really ridiculous and it's not going to make sense, but it does. And the story flows so well. How is that even possible? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it, you're definitely more positive on it than I am. I, I struggled through this one, I'll be honest. And, and I want to give you a little bit of time to explain what works so well about it. Um, I just think that, you know, there's a lot that works about this film on a creative level. Like, I do really like how they integrate all the, the phone stuff. And there's a very real authenticity to how they utilize the phones. Like, some of the things that I really liked were when somebody was typing the autocorrect would correct one of their spelling errors and, and little things like that make it feel like a very authentic experience. And I do think that they utilize like the Instagram live feature and all that stuff pretty well. Um, just for me, I thought that conceptually was better than execution. And I, I wasn't really vibing with the film too hard, but I, I do want to give you the time to explain what worked about it so well, because I, I, I like this premise for sure. Yeah, so I really don't know how to explain why it worked. <laughs> to me, it just worked. It's yeah. so weird because, you know, at first when the film starts, like we see Romeo like taking pictures for Instagram. And I thought that it was like a really well character introduction because we also see the apps that he has on his phone. And it just felt very a, like a very unique way to get to know a character through what's on their phone. Mm -hmm. And I really like how we got to see that with, you know, obviously Romeo and Julia, but also like the rest of the characters. We got to know them through their social media profiles. And it was just very interesting because obviously, like in the play, 
I've read it a few times. In the play, there's really not much characterization to them. Like you just assume how they are. There's really not much description about them. So you just like have to get to assume all of these things. And the film basically shows how they are. Like they give you a moment for you to realize what type of person each character is. I don't even know if that makes sense, but to me it did. No, that does make sense to me. And and I agree with you that these characters feel a little bit more fleshed out. And admittedly, I haven't read the play since freshman year of high school. Um, and I think I've seen since then R plus J, the uh, Boz Lerman one once. Um, I think that one's a little bit more effective at modernizing than this one, in my opinion. But But I do agree with you that there is a lot of like detail in the way that they are portraying these characters through media. And I like that there's craft there I, I just for me again um i i just so so one thing that we should say is that it is very much a hundred percent through the phone there's never anything outside of the phone and that is a choice and i think that that choice kind of hurts the film in my opinion i would have liked some more overworld or more traditional shots and maybe they're still interacting through their phone because i really quite like that like the idea of their relationship being a digital relationship mm-hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of films do this thing where somebody's talking or texting on their phone and the texts show up kind of overlaid on the screen. I think that might have worked in a couple scenes a little bit better in this film for me. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a very divisive film mm-hmm. because I, from like my co-host Josie, she feels the exact same way I do. I do about the film. She absolutely loved that. You know, the, we had the same conclusion. It shouldn't work, but it does. We reached the basic conclusion, but again, she's also like a Shakespeare fan. So I think coming from, <laughs> you know, Shakespeare fans seeing the language and the English in which it was written, you know, that Shakespeare in English that everyone hates, <laughs> being in, being introduced into this film and it working and it flowing so well with the story, even when it's told through phones, I think that was what actually surprised us the most and what made us like it more because they also kept like some of the original Romeo and Juliet while also making it very modern. That's definitely true and perfectly fair. I, I, and I, I agree that like the, um, the dialogue, I enjoyed that. It, it kind of brought flashbacks to specific scenes or the where art for thou Romeo, you know, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not too much else that I remember about Romeo and Juliet, to be honest, but it, it was nice that they committed to that aspect and it does give it like a bit more flavor than if they completely modernized it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and that's the other part that I really like about the uh, R Romeo plus Juliet by Boz Lerman also is they kind of like commit to that style. But yeah, um, yeah so I, I there there's definitely a lot that I admire here. I just don't think that overall it worked for me, but I'm, I'm very happy that it is working for other people. Yeah, but also I also really like how diverse the cast is. Yeah. When we see, you know, obviously like Romeo is black and Juliet is is presented to be Latina and so the, they also involved those cultures really, really well within that story. So that also was a huge plus for me. Yeah. And it, and it's nice to like see that dialogue with mm-hmm. people who are diverse because uh, it's 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 kind of reminds me of Hamilton in that way where it's just like you don't really see these types of characters being represented by these types of people. And that's always something to be commended. So again, like I, I don't want to take that away from the film because that that is a really good part of it for sure. Yeah. Did you have a specific part of the film that was like your favorite or something that you really wanted to shout out? Oh my God, there was this one scene. It's the party where Romeo and Julia first meet 
So it's not a spoiler. I guess it's in the play. Yeah, we can, you know, <laughs> they die at the end. We can say that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for a like 1700-year-old play. I don't know how old it is. Yeah, it's very old. <laughs> yeah. So the, they're at the party and it's at the Capulet Mansion. And so they're, they're playing this music and the song that's playing is Noviembre Sin Ti by Rake which is a very well-known song here in, per, in, per, in Puerto Rico and, you know, throughout Latin America. It is, a, it was hilarious. I, I just did not expect that song to show up and I was laughing so much. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love that um, Juliet's dad is played by David Zazas, I think is how you say it. He's a great character actor. I really love whenever he pops up. He's, he's usually kind of like a goon or something. But here he's kind of like the the big honcho, and I think he does a pretty good job here. But also another thing I really like is the involvement of the parents mm -hmm. in the relationship. Because in Romeo and Juliet, it's kind of like everything happens like behind their backs, and they have no idea what's going on between them until they die. But here we see that like, Romeo's dad texting him, hey, don't mess with a Capulet girl don't do this. I, it's no good. And all of that. And then we see Juliet's dad texting her in Spanish. Like, no hagas esto. Te voy a castigar. <laughs> stuff like that. And I just like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I also really like the, uh, like the peanut gallery of people that are commenting on the, the live Instagrams. Funny. Those I are funny. Those are funny. Yeah. All the, the comments on, on the lives. That was really funny. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I think for me, it just like it doesn't all work in this aspect, but I think that like there's storytelling here that will work eventually. And and I want to see more stories like this for sure, especially as we like as we get older and Gen Z becomes kind of the the main film creators and everything like that. Like, I think for me, I'm 25, so I'm not like old, but this is a like I've never done an Instagram live, I guess I would say. And this film made me feel ancient. I'm 22 and I haven't either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this film made me feel ancient. I was like, I don't know what an Instagram live is. And I'm sure I could figure it out. But I don't know um, what TikTok is. I don't know how to work TikTok. Okay. <laughs> TikTok really confuses me a lot. I maybe we're actually 40. Who knows? Oh, I don't I know. It. Like Romeo doing a TikTok, I was like, I can't relate. I've never done a TikTok <laughs> in my life. But yeah, also, where's where's the Facebook news feed? You know, that's what I was exactly, doing in high school. Exactly. But also how Romeo had a Criterion channel up on his phone. Yeah, that's pretty good. Bro, is he secretly a film bro? <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody said that this is like one of the first films. I was looking at Letterbox reviews and somebody mm -hmm. said that this was one of the first films that Letterbox was in. So I think somebody had a Letterbox app too. I missed it. I don't know oh, if you I caught that. That's cool. Yeah. See, so when are, when are we going to get the Letterbox representation? Because that's what the what us old people use these days. Letterbox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone follow me on Letterbox if you're not already and follow Gabriella. Um, so to close us out here, since we are the Movie Marathoners podcast over here, I always like to end these little quick things with a marathon related question. So if you had to run a marathon, Gabriella, would you rather run it as a Capulet or as a Montague? Like actual running? Yes. Yeah. Can like I physically running a marathon. My bad. Jesus. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had to, if I had to make you, would you rather run it with the Montagues or the Capulets? You know, I've always liked the Capulets because of the name, because I think like the name Capulet sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. You get a jersey with Capulet on the back. Exactly. So yeah. I, 
like the name Pabulet is pretty cool. So based only on that, because I would still lose. Like I would come in dead last. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whenever you run a marathon, I always like to say that like the job is to finish. Who cares where you finish? If you finish, it's uh, a job well done. So you would be representing the Capulets well. It's so funny how when I was in high school, like they knew that because I was always the art kid, was mm-hmm. never the athlete. So to make <laughs> sure that we went to like these field day things where every well all the greats competed against each other. I don't know if that's a thing in the states, but here in Peru, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to do that, and so to make sure that us art kids showed up, they told us if you show up, we will give you a grade. <laughs> we will give you an A. <laughs> We're just showing up and running like the shortest race possible. So that's what I did. And that's the, that's it. <laughs> so if it's like the 5K, I don't even know how short it was. It was like 1K. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So if it's that, I, I might come in at like fourth place. That's it. Hey, not too bad. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for joining me, Gabriella. This was great. Where can people find your work online? So you can follow me on Twitter at Gabby underscore. For Burgos 27 and on Instagram at Gabby Cristina 27. And as for film posers, you can find us at film posers on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we've been doing all of our Sundance coverage. So that's all of our feed right now. Yeah, same here. I will be sure to include all the links to those in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining me, Gabriella. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This has been a Movie Marathoners Sundance 5K series episode reviewing our hashtag J. Be sure to stay tuned for more Sundance coverage. You can find all of our Sundance 5K series and the main feature episodes of Movie Marathoners part of the Evergreen Podcast Network at our website, evergreenpodcasts.com slash movie marathoners or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. And remember that life's a marathon. So let's take it one movie at a time. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.